0: We'll be back with the traditional Buff Stampede radio after the USC game during the bye week. Catch up with Ryan Miller and obviously recap the USC performance. And I hope to get Jake Shapiro on the podcast very shortly as well. Seasman's basketball practices have started up. I'm sure you saw that we had up audio from Tad Boyle and true freshman point guard KJ Simpson yesterday. Today, I'm going to throw up interviews with Tad Boyle from day two of the preseason as well as an interview with Evan Batty and then if you want to hang on towards the end you can listen to Darren Cheverini's media scrum on Wednesday again we'll be back with the new Buff Stampede radio shortly I was traveling back from Arizona this past weekend and just wasn't able to fit in you know the amount of time that it takes to to record a traditional podcast so uh, looking forward to catching up with Ryan Miller again soon Luke O'Brien, just watch him out here. Yeah.
1: he seems I mean, he didn't get to watch practice last year, but he seems a lot more aggressive. Uh, yeah, kind of crashing the glass a lot more aggressively. Is that something you have maybe implored him to, to get better at since he got here last year? Absolutely. Re- rebounding, is something that we want, uh, you know, all of our guys to be selfish at, and Luke is a good. You know, he's done a great job in the weight room with Coach Englehart getting his body stronger and and liver and quicker and, and uh, so he can be a great offensive rebounder and a great defensive rebounder in my mind line so um, and then aggressiveness offensively you know he's I think he's as good as a guy as we have is making quick decisions quick decision drives when he catches the ball and he's done a really good job of that now you know like a lot of our guys he's got to work on finishing you know when he gets in there he did it a couple times a day but he, he missed a couple too as well but uh Luke Lucas continues to get better and better, and you know, um, he's not perfect, but I love his aggressiveness and when he rebounds and he defends and he's, you know, he's just making simple decisions, quick decision drives. Uh, he makes our team better. With Javon back on the court after missing some time, is is it inevitable just to have a him kind of shake off the rust here as he gets back yeah, it's, acclimated? it's going to take some time for Javon. there's No doubt. I mean, this is his first really uh, practice with live bullets, so to speak. Um, you know, because everything's been you know working out with a trainer, working out with a coach, and one on zero, and hasn't done a lot of one on one stuff or, or live up and down. He's done a lot of conditioning. He's done a you know Javon's done a great job conditioning with that knee. We did some conditioning last week, and he made all of his times for the most part, and uh, that surprised me a little bit, to be honest with you. But, yeah, now in terms of getting up and down and playing at the speed that this game goes, uh, it's, uh, um, it's going to be an adjustment. There's no doubt, and there's going to be some rust. and you know, we, we understand that. Is that brace of his going to be a long thing? Or I don't know. That's, that's totally up to him. You know, I've always believed as a coach, you know, he's not fully healed until the brace comes off because that means he's mentally ready, but uh, that's going to be a decision he makes. Uh, I'm not going to make it. Our trainer's not going to make it. The doctor's not going to make it. That's totally up to the individual kid, and, you know, Dallas, I mean, remember, wore, wore a brace his whole year, you know, uh, after his his ACL, one of his ACLs, I forget which one it was. but one was here. Yeah, the one was here, this third one. so. Um, You know, in the next year, he didn't wear it, so that's okay. I mean, I'm not wearing a brace is not a bad thing. It's just a matter of he will be 100% fully mentally and physically recovered when he's able to shed that thing. I'm not going to push him on that. That's that's totally up to Javon. So he can wear it as long as he wants, as far as I'm concerned. George Klyovkov was here a week or two ago. Did you have
0: Mm -hmm. a chance to spend much time with him, and was there anything in particular you wanted to talk with him about? I
1: I didn't uh, when he was here because I was uh, I was actually dropping. you know, my wife and I were dropping our youngest off at college that weekend. So, uh, but I did get a chance to catch up with him in Las Vegas this summer and had breakfast with him and, and uh, got a chance to visit with him. He's a really impressive guy, obviously impressive resume and, and, and what he's done. I think he's really uh, intelligent, from what I gathered, and, and obviously he knows the he knows the business side, of it, so to speak. Um, so, I think uh, I'm I'm excited to have him leading our conference, and and obviously. You know, a lot of the things he does are significantly higher than the coaches' uh, decision-making. He's dealing with presidents, he's dealing with athletic directors um, in terms of uh, where this conference goes and how we're positioned in the landscape of college athletics, but I feel really good about his leadership. You mentioned
0: over the summer that Lawson's kind of a sponge in terms of absorbing new stuff. What's the biggest challenge for him at this early stage?
1: Well, number one, it's going against Evan Batty every day. I mean, that's the biggest challenge. I mean, he's going against a fifth-year senior who's physically a a man, uh, 265 pounds, and is a smart player. And, you know, one of the things I've asked Lawson to do is don't just learn from the coaches. You learn, learn from Evan, and sometimes, you know, he, he, and he has. I mean, he's, he's picked up things that Evan has done and has incorporated him into, into what he does. Uh, I mean, he made a great duck-in move down there late in practice on Jabari and... We don't see too many freshmen doing that. Uh, he's uh, he's setting back screens uh, out of the post to get the ball because uh, he knows when he sets a back screen, his man has to help and that frees him up and get a catch. So it's little things like that that Evan does instinctively that Lawson is learning and, and uh, he's a quick learner and uh, I'm telling you that kid's going to be he's going to be special for us all said and done. You had Mason
0: Faulkner for just, like, a couple months before he mm-hmm. transferred out. How, how much of a challenge is it to change your plans when when he
1: leaves uh, kind of that late Nah, process? No, not, no, not nothing. No, no change in plans. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, it's just your you know, your your depth takes a little bit of a hit. And then with Quincy going down with his hip, you know, now we're down to, you know, you go from 12 to 11 guys. That's why it's so good to have Javon back because we've got 11 healthy scholarship guys now. But we've got some walk-ons, you know. We'll... Will does a great job for us. Uh, Armando is coming on. Benin's a fourth year walk on. He understands what we're doing. Um, Cody is a, is a big physical presence. So, um, you know, your walk ons become more significant in terms of practice when a guy like Mason leaves. But in terms of uh, playing time and style of play and all that, nothing changes. Chad, is this is this a year that Quincy can can still experience
0: some growth? Just maybe more so from the mental perspective and watching things from afar. He
1: can, he can. The, the challenge is to 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 be engaged every day to do that. And uh, you know, some days he's here at practice, some days he's rehabbing. Um, but yeah, when he's here to be mentally locked in, that's the key. And. And it's a challenge because you know it's a long year, it's a long rehab process, and he's a freshman, and you know freshmen don't know what they don't know, and so you know my challenge to Quincy is going to be when you are here to stay engaged mentally and to learn and, and pick things up, you know, from from the sidelines because he's he's fully, you know, he can do that now. Whether he chooses to do that or not, whether he does it or not, is is, is totally up to him. That's not something we can force feed him. Uh, but yeah it's uh it, even physically if he's not learning he can, he can learn mentally going
2: back to the walk-ons for a moment mm-hmm. uh the two latest ones Pease and, and Maynes yeah. is that right yeah uh, you know how did you kind of find them and coach, them Rohn,
1: the coach Rohn is the guy to ask about that I know I know Cody Maynes was uh I think he started off his career at Air Force and uh you know transferred to Colorado and a lot of times they reach out to us and sometimes we find out about them but coach Rome's the guy to really ask about that because i'm not sure i can uh, talk have talk about in that in a in a <laughs> really informed way yeah have they been in the mix long here um, Last few? i mean obviously just start practice yeah just they, start they, practice i mean uh, will you know will came back will was the, the reason will went to costa rica is uh, ev or uh, was on doing an internship this summer He does a lot of traveling with his family in the summertime because they're from Austria. So he's not around a lot. But Will actually came back for us in June to practice. And my deal with him is if you come back and give us a tenth body in June, because we only had, I mean, we, we didn't have ten bodies and we needed somebody. He came back and and, and helped us in practice, and you know his reward was to go to Costa Rica with the team. So each kid gets here kind of their own way and their own they have their own story. And Coach Ron is the guy to maybe talk to about you know how each individual guy got here. Because I don't, I don't know. You just take who he gives you. Huh? I just, yeah, that's that's one of the things I've, you know, we've got, a, I've got enough on my plate, and and. You know, we've, done a, we've made a concerted effort, you know, and, and one of the things I, was, I will say about walk-ons is, that, you know, we've, we've made a, uh, a commitment over the last two to three years to really upgrade the talent. And COVID obviously taught us something. We had Isaac Jessup and, and Owen Coates here who were local kids. You know, Jack Bees is from Dallas and obviously Cody's from Virginia. They're, they're not local. But, uh, but Amondo's a good example, a kid that went to Valor Christian that are maybe getting recruited at maybe a lower level that want a little bit more uh, exposure, a little bit more, um, they're not maybe happy with some of the choices that they have. And then maybe they want to give Division One basketball a shot and see what it's like. Uh, and Owen and Isaac did that and, and, you know, they decided they wanted to go to Division II uh, program that they could have an impact on and play. And they used basically their year, year, you know, last year as a prep school year. Because it didn't, their, their eligibility was burned. Um, and that's that's kind of a, what we sold Amanda on one as well. And, then, you know, we'll, we'll talk to him in the spring and see where he's at. And maybe they want to be here for four years like Will, like Cody, and hopefully Jack Will, but maybe they want to go somewhere else and uh, pursue a, a role where they can play. And I want to be supportive of that. And in the meantime, we get a Pretty good player you know, to help us for the, for the season, and they learn a lot too. So it's kind of it's got to be a win-win situation with walk-ons. It can't be a, We're getting all the benefit, and you know, they're getting none, or vice versa.
0: You guys had the summer practices, Costa Rica, and then what were you doing between Costa Rica and now? You guys are we're kind of gearing up for this, right?
3: Yep. Um, you know, playing a whole lot, um, pick up, whole lot, of pick up, um, Organize, You know, shot clock. You know. Playing with actions, um, moving the ball, so it was re- really good for us to get up and down. Uh, workouts, weightlifting, so all preparation for this time of year. So
0: yeah, do you ever have time to kind of reflect on the journey, journey you've had here? Just going uh, back to the academic thing as a freshman to, yeah. to lead yeah, up to yeah, now. Yeah, yeah,
3: um, yeah. I feel like everything I do is self self reflection. You know, that's a big part of my life is uh, looking back and seeing what I can do better. And, uh, what I can improve on what I, um, I did well, so um, you know I have a lot of um, I have a, a lot of fun times here. Um, I have no regrets though, so you know i don 't I don't regret that I feel like great i don 't regret that I set out my freshman year because that's that made me who I am today so yeah um, you know it's, it's part of the journey you know and uh,
0: obviously you have a lot of wisdom to impart on these young guys. Right. It seems like you have that kind of personality where that's a challenge you you embrace to to yeah. kind of help these guys along.
3: Yeah. Um, oftentimes, I find myself, you know, you know, teetering along along the line of you know offering wisdom and you know letting them figure out for themselves yeah. and you know what I'm saying because it's a part of life. You know, we don't we don't go we don't grow unless we go through stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just trying to figure that part out and. Um, be really to be the best leader I can be to them because uh you know at the end of the day I want to have my influence in my you know all my um life lessons you know um so all my wisdom passed on to them so they can excel through life you know it's it's the most important thing for, to me so
0: it doesn't seem like confidence is something that you need to pass on to these young guys all right that is that something they kind of showed up with
3: mm, I'll say certain guys are better better at it than others. Um, You know, I've always, you know, my guys are are really good, and um, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll always trust that to them, you know. Uh, I'll give them all confidence in the world because I know they can do great things. So, um, I mean, our group is pretty good with confidence, though, for real.
0: Yeah. I asked Coach Boyle, what's the biggest challenge that, Lawson Levering has, and he said it's going against you every day in practice. It's not easy for a guy coming from Wyoming and going up against a fifth-year senior.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, how has he handled that that challenge day in and I day out? He
3: he's handling it like a real pro, honestly. And he's so young, you know. He comes in, he battles every day. Um, you know, who takes it, he takes it to me. Um, no, nah, I can't speak enough about that kid because you know, the future is in good hands with Colorado basketball and these young guys. What's up, man? I mean, they really good hands, so I'm just trying to learn from him, learn from his motor. You know, you can always learn something from your opponents, and um, right now our opponents are our teammates, but um, come November 9th, you know, our opponents will be somebody else. And, um, you know, I try to, you know, take a little bit from everybody's game and see where they, you know, do things better than me and, you know, just kind of try to be a full rounded player, but you know, Lawson is just, he's going to be so good because he's, his defensive IQ is already so high, and um, Man, it's going to be fun to watch.
0: Ted said that you have the green light from three-point range. We saw a little bit of that last year, not a lot. Is that a part of your game that you feel is kind of evolved here, going into your senior year?
3: Yeah, I mean, last year I struggled with with some confidence. Um, You know, the year before that, I was shot. I think thirty-six percent from three. I mean, so um, it's really about confidence, and it's really about you know just work, you know, just rep, repetition, and always working at it. So I mean, for me. I don't want to have any regrets, so I'm hoping I'm going to shoot the ball. So that's what, kind of, where my mind is at.
0: You were a leader when McKinley was here as well, obviously. Since he's left, who has kind of joined you in that role within this program? Uh,
3: Um, Keyshawn stepped up huge. Um, Eli, being uh, being a fourth-year guy, is just you know, his voice has really emerged, you know, stepped on the scene and just really, like, took it over as, like, one of the only seniors on this team, so, um, those two, Tristan, oh, my God, Tristan has had an unbelievable summer and, uh, off season. you know, really found his voice and, uh, really has a, been a leader for us, so he's, you know, he's coming along, so those probably three guys, three guys just, you know, stepped the, in their leadership for sure, and, um, you know, it's it's done wonders. You know, we I mean, last year's team was so good because it was a player-led team. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I expect this year to be no different. I
0: have heard Ted talk about you guys taking ownership of this right. program. Yeah. Obviously, you've done that. Is that natural for for most guys to to go from being the best guy on their high school team to come in yeah. here to accepting the ownership of the program?
3: Um, you know, it comes it comes with um, it actually comes with the grind. You know. Cause when you're you're in the system and you're in this sort of schedule every day, you know you start to you know care about it more. You know you start to um, maybe at first you don't care about it, but it, like over time, over time, in this building, you know, it's all a pride thing. And um, I think I think we have an unbelievable sense of pride on this team. And um, you know I think um, just our our whole team is really, you know, in the gym, you know, getting extra shots up, getting extra lifts in, you know, that kind of that kind of stuff is um, what separates, you know, teams from other teams, you know, that separates the player-led teams from non-player-led teams. So you've been on a lot of teams here now. As you kind
0: of look at things early in the preseason, what is the biggest challenge for you guys to reach your goals? As you kind of look at where things are right now.
3: Hmm. Well, I know we're young um that's no secret and young 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 teams can do it too and um i would I would say that um discipline you know I think we're gonna be a disciplined discipline team, but just you know the ability to shake back and um you know confidence like I said is a mm-hmm. big thing um ability really to like when you mess up you know just move on you know don't make a mistake after a mistake you know. Positive, positive, positive. Maybe a minus, and then positive, positive. Again, not a plus minus guy, or plus minus minus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So really, just keep trending upwards and keep going forward. Keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know that's that's all we can do at the end of the day. So yeah.
0: yeah. You talked about guys helping you with the leadership component. Which, which of your teammates has impressed you the most on the court, just from the improvement they've made from the end of last season until now?
3: Oh man. Um. So there's six returners, I think. That sounds right. Um, I said like Keyshawn and Luke. Okay. Luke has a, Luke has had a really good uh, spring and summer and fall. Just not just you know physically, but mentally. You know he's he's come a long way, and, um, and I'm, I'm excited for him to really come into fruition as you know one of the best three point shooters. And you know just play his game because you know. Anybody who comes from Colorado knows that Luke O'Brien can score the ball, and um, just his confidence will get him to that level. So I'm just hoping for it and praying for it, and um, hopefully it will come, come into fruition. What was the the best part of the the
0: trip down to Central America? The, the oh wow!
3: Um, it was a lot. Um, when we so we went we ran out some jet skis. Okay. Uh, about four jet skis for like. The, Probably three hours, and that was uh, so fun. Um, everybody got to go on them. You know, it was it was it was the time to be alive. <laughs> it was it was good. It was a fun time, and um, probably ziplining. Okay. Uh, down the mountain, that was. I'm afraid of heights, so that was kind of <laughs> like. Uh, but um, it was it was fun, and really just the funnest part was just spending spending time with my teammates. You know that. You know that's. You can't put a value on that, you know, and um, this group is already so close, and that, that trip played a huge part in it, but, you know, this group is as <laughs> close to me who had groups in the past, so that sounds a lot.
0: What's the cuisine like down there? Did you, did you get to try some foods you hadn't had
3: before? Uh, I mean, not, not some foods I have not had, like, you know, regional, like, rice and beans, plantains. Oh, my God, I love plantains, so that was pretty good, but... Um, you know, just, I, I loved it, you know. When I try to go to foreign places, I try to eat the cuisine there and mm-hmm. not, you know. Not go to, to McDonald's. Exactly, you <laughs> get into my shell and, you know, or stuff I'm familiar with. I'm trying to get, explain myself, so uh, that was pretty fun.
2: Well, obviously, uh, the offense is struggling lately, and then yeah. let's get your take on that. Like, what do you feel like is, is really the issue. Well, I, a couple things. I, I knew that with a with a young quarterback, you know, making his first college starts, there would be some growing pains. He mixed in some really good competition and some good defenses, and we've struggled. There's no question that we've struggled. But I think you see that you see it around college football. You see it in the National Football League when young quarterbacks are playing and there's a development process. There's there's steps that need to be made. And he's gotten better each week, and he's going to continue to get better. I, I, I'm seeing growth from, from Brendan. I really am seeing growth. And it's not just Brendan. There's guys around him that need to make plays, but there's a lot of young players playing too. You know, receivers were playing, you know, a couple true freshmen, you know, Jake Wally's a freshman, you know, and we got some we got some veteran interior pieces, but there's a lot of youth around them. And so we're going through some growing pains, right? There's no question. And and playing good competition is kind of showing those growing pains. I know you guys express confidence in Brendan throughout the offseason, but when you when you lose Sam to the transfer port, anti shropped injury and you have no choice but to play young guys, how much more difficult does that make it? You know, it's uh, it, it's I'm excited every morning I get up to come to work because you get a chance to change young men's lives. You get a you get a chance to make them better and show them the way. They're learning the way right now. They're learning how to practice the right way. They're learning how to grind in games against good competition. You know, we're playing good football teams, and, and uh, so we're getting a lot of you know uh, trial by fire. And uh, but I, I see improvement week to week. I really have, and uh, we'll get better. You know, we're 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 developing this offense. It, it is young in a lot of places. And even though we have some veteran pieces, when you have a young quarterback and some young pieces around him, it's going to take some time. And I know people get frustrated. I get frustrated. And But you got to stay the course, and you got to keep coaching them and keep working to get better.
1: Darren, with a, with a young quarterback like Brendan, who, who is going through some growing pains, yeah. is, do you at all feel limited as a play caller just in what you can give to him?
2: It's not so much being limited. It's just you have to know where you're at offensively. And, and right now, you know, it's not like when we had Steven Montez or some other veteran guys that have played three or four years. These guys, he's a young quarterback. Drew Carter's a young quarterback. There's two freshman scholarship quarterbacks right now, and we're trying to build game plans and build practice scripts to, to, to develop these players for this year and for future years. So, you know, you, as a play caller, you got to know what you got. You gotta know as a coordinator where you're trying to take this thing. And I, I think we did a better job last week against Arizona State of running the football and helping Brendan, and then he's making some plays as well. So we'll continue to do that. And he'll grow as the season goes on. You'll see his growth from week to week. Have there
0: been any points where it's been tough to keep guys' morale up?
2: This is what we do, and as a coach and as players, we have to understand this is what we do. There's going to be adversity. There's adversity even when you're winning, so you have to look inside yourself, challenge yourself individually. Us as coaches have to challenge the group, and we have to come to work each each day being positive and focused on getting better, and that's where we're at. We're focused on getting better every day. Jared Broussard hasn't been able to put up the numbers he put up last year. What's been the difference there? He's not getting as many touches as he did last year. You're playing more running backs. I remember last year, you guys were talking about he gets too many touches. So, you know, we're balancing it out. We got him getting touches. We got Alex Fontenot back in the mix. Ashad Clayton has grown up a little bit this year and he's getting touches. You know, so we have more backs getting touches. So, Jarek's fine. He's a really good football player and you see it when he gets the ball, he makes things happen. Uh, obviously, we've seen Brendan you know, be able to have success with the run. But how important is it for you guys to get that passing going to kind of back Yeah, defense? there's no question we got to get it going and uh, we're working on it every day. You know, Coach Durrell obviously is an offensive coach. He was my coach you know, and, and, and I'm a former receiver and and obviously love to throw the football, but we, we're developing these guys. We're a we're younger receiver too. We're missing some pieces there too with guys being out. So when you're playing, you know, Brendan Rice is a freshman. Montana is a freshman. Ty Robinson is a freshman. Chase Pennery is a freshman. Really the only veteran presence you have right now is Dimitri Stanley and then Dan who hasn't played a lot of football so it's a young receiving core as well and they're getting better, you have seen it in practice they're making contested catches they're taking the next step and then that passing game will start to open up and be like okay I see it now and believe me we're, we're, we're wrapping it and we're working on it every day
0: obviously your head coach has an offensive background and Danny's called plays before. How do, how exactly does kind of the game planning work between you guys and, and, as well as in game?
2: We do, a, we do a great job of working together even with Coach Durrell. Coach Durrell sits in our meetings, we talk, we have honest conversations about our, our personnel and how we can attack people and, and Coach Langsdorf is very involved in that and so is the whole offensive staff. At the end of the day putting a game plan together is about your personnel and, and who, where's your strengths and where can you attack defenses and so we're, we're, we're doing those things weekly and as these guys continue to develop and grow we'll, we'll keep taking those next steps but it's going to be a progression it's going to be a progression we are developing this offense it's not a veteran laid group across the board it's a young group that's taking baby steps and growing pains and we're all in it together we're all invested in this thing together because we'll, we will get it there i know people are frustrated but we will get it there it's going to take hard work and it's going to take it's going to take each week's showing progress carl mentioned
0: last week i think the phrase he used was like poking his head into the offensive meetings a little bit more well, what does that shift look like?
2: No, he's he's in there, and, he, and we have honest conversation. He's been great. We have a great relationship. We go back twenty something years, and and so he can say things to me, and, and it's not going to offend me in any way. So we have a great relationship. It's it's I enjoy the input, and at the end of the day, we got to put together a plan, and we got to go, all go out there and execute the plan. And so sometimes that's easier said than done. But I see the pro- they're getting better. We've played some good football teams, and we're we're making progress. And and the key thing for us is development and making progress week to week. So when things aren't going well, the public likes to point fingers. Of course. Uh, There's a lot of fingers being pointed at you right now. Of course. You felt some of that. Uh, Do you feel some heat on, you know, you need to be better. You know, it, it's at the end of the day, we're all in this together. When we're playing well, I'm going to get a lot of credit. When we're not playing well, I'm going to get a lot of criticism. I get there. Same thing with Coach Terrell. He's the head football coach. So when team's not playing well, he gets criticism. When they're playing well, he gets credit. We're all in this together. As, as, as coaches, as players, our job is to coach them hard and see development, but we're going to have some growing pains. Okay, We're going to have some growing pains right now with the young quarterback who's had four starts, and he's going to his fifth start. So we want to see progress. We want to see us taking the next step because we're growing and building a program and building an offense. So we will get there, but it's going to take some development. You know, I know everybody's quick to to judge, but we have to understand where we're at and where we're trying to go, and it's going to take week-to-week progression and, and having those growing pains and taking the next step. There, just
1: at this point in time with, with Drew Carter, we saw him a little bit against Minnesota
2: but uh, not not since then. Just where is he development wise and just are, are you guys as a coaching staff uh, confident in his ability He's getting better too I mean I see it in practice you got to understand when, when you know Sam left and JT went down those guys are getting all the reps. You know, they're getting all the reps, and I've seen a lot of growth from Drew from week to week. I've seen a lot of growth from, from camp to now that we're in season, and he he is getting better. You know, right now, you know, Brennan is our starting quarterback, and he's getting better too, but at the end of the day, you need game reps, not just practice reps. These guys need game reps, and they're getting them, and it's trial by fire, but we're getting better, and that's the key. We want to get better. Have you had any conversations about potentially giving Drew Carter game reps earlier in the game? We, we, we've, so? had uh, we've had conversations. We've had conversations with Coach Durrell and Coach Langsdorf and at the end of the day, that's Coach Durrell's decision. So, you know, my job is, to, is to, to, to get this thing going with us offensively as a staff and work with Coach Durrell on the game plan and these guys are working hard. That's all we can ask as coaches. Are they working hard or are they trying to do what we're asking them to do and then they have to go out there on game day and execute. So we, we know that we got to get we all know we got to get better and we're, we're working on those things.
0: Thanks, Coach.